Welcome back to the Screen Time Podcast with Rokan and Richard Roper. I'm Richard Roper. Rokan is on assignment. He'll be back with me for the next podcast. But in the meantime, it's finally summer. The summer movie season is here. So we're going to take a look today at about a dozen movies that I'm really looking forward to. I've seen some of them. I don't want to give too many reviews away in advance. Others, I'm just excited because of director, cast, premise, you name it. Summer movie preview right here on Screen Time. But first... Screen Time with Rowan Roper is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. The digital landscape is changing rapidly, and to compete in today's online business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, web development, e-commerce, mobile apps, and digital marketing to drive your overall business success, because they believe that today's online world is your online opportunity. Visit AmericanEagle.com to get started today. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. That's right. We are finally back in the danger zone. Top Gun Maverick, one of the most anticipated movies of 2022, not just the summer, but the whole year. And it's taken a long time for this to make its way to the big screen. After nearly three years of postponements, this is, of course, the long-awaited sequel to 1986's Top Gun. Some of the postponements were due to COVID. Then there were some production shutdowns and various complications and this was one of those movies that was never going to be really straight to streaming this was always going to be in theaters and i have seen it i'm pleased to report that is everything you'd want it to be everything you'd want in a top gun sequel it picks up the story basically in real time of pete mitchell maverick who's now a captain but still a navy test pilot and his old rival and buddy Iceman, played by val kilmer is actually an admiral who's kind of covered Maverick's uh, BS for all these decades. And all of a sudden, there's one last chance for Maverick to get back in the saddle, back in the skies, and lead a mission that could save the world. I love this film because it knows exactly what it wants to be. In fact, uh, if, you, if you're going to go see Top Gun Maverick, might I suggest, you don't have to rewatch the entire Top Gun, but it's fun to do because that was a you know landmark. Listen, it, it's not great cinema. It is what it is. It's a, it's a music video slash recruitment <laughs> for for the Navy uh, with really cool fighter jet sequences and a lot of uh, macho dialogue. If you watch the original, though, at least watch the first five or six minutes because they did an almost shot-by-shot recreation of that where you start off with the Harold Faltermeyer score and then Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone and you see the crew on the aircraft carrier uh, getting planes ready, fighter jets ready to take off and land done almost shot for shot. It's, it's basically telling you, you're going to know this movie without even seeing it, but you're going to dig all of it. And it has all kinds of great stuff. The great action sequences, a lot of great new cast members. John Hamm plays an admiral who does not want Pete Mitchell Maverick to be flying anymore. Ed Harris is an old school military guy. Miles Teller plays Rooster. They all have call names, of course. And uh, Rooster's uh, the son of Goose. Uh, the late Goose, who, of course, was Mab's best friend and partner who was killed in a horrible accident in the original one. 
And you might remember from the original movie, there was the scene where Goose plays Great Balls of Fire, and there's a little toddler on the top of the piano there with a little cowboy hat on. Well, this is now Rooster all grown up, and of course there's a lot of resentment issues there. I also thought they did a really, I think it was really sweet, and it works in terms of the movie, but it's also just, I thought, a very kind of loving thing for Tom Cruise to do. Val Kilmer, as you probably know, has had serious battles uh, with throat cancer. He has difficulty speaking. And they incorporate that into Iceman's story, you know, the Admiral himself battling an illness. And there's just a beautiful scene between the two old rivals turned best friends and a new love interest for Maverick, Jennifer Connelly, uh, who's always fantastic. And she's Penny, who's actually referenced in the first movie very briefly. We don't see her in the first movie. She now runs, uh, you know, the local bar near the Top Gun school. And she must be doing a really good job with the bar because she's got a sailboat. She's got a, a classic Porsche and a nice house. And she's also giving Maverick a chance to kind of grow up and maybe have a mature relationship. So Top Gun Maverick, the first movie on our list of the most anticipated films of the summer 2022. Here's another one I'm really looking forward to. It's called Hustle. It comes out June 8th. Do you love this game? I mean, love it with your whole heart. Because if you don't, let's not even bother. Let's not open that door. They're just going to slam it right in our face. I love this game. I live this game. There's a thousand other guys waiting in the wings who are obsessed with this game. You've got all the talent in the world, but are you obsessed? Let's face it, it's you against you. Now, this is an Adam Sandler movie, but it's not one of those straight-to-Netflix, lazy-ass comedies where he gets Spade and Rock and all of his little buddies together, and they just kind of... You know, they give you a few giggles, but they're hardly even trying. This looks like it's going to be more in the vein of Uncut Gems from a few years ago, one of the best movies about sports gambling ever done. Kevin Garnett, one of the best performances by a professional athlete, former professional athlete, playing himself. And this one in Hustle, Sandler plays Stanley Sugarman. He's a down-and-out basketball scout who recruits a troubled but talented streetball player Sounds pretty cool to me. Robert Duvall is in it. Queen Latifah and Ben Foster. And we're going to get a number of cameos from real-life NBA stars, including Trey Young and uh, Steph Curry. So Hustle coming out June 8th. Well, that's one of the greatest movie themes of all time originally from of course Jurassic Park this one's called Jurassic World Dominion coming out June 10th we've had a bunch of Jurassic Park movies I don't think any of them top the first one but I do like the idea that this one is going to bring back Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard who have been the stars of the most recent Jurassic movies but they're also bringing back the original trio of Sam Neill Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. These movies, at some point, it's like you guys got to learn that this idea of bringing back these dinosaurs is a bad idea because they're under control until they're not. You know you're going to have all kinds of CGI action sequences, but I do like the idea of it being kind of a greatest hits version. That's June 10th, Jurassic World Dominion. This one is really fascinating to me, guys. It's called Lightyear. It's a, a Pixar movie. You almost never go wrong with that. It comes out June 17th. Buzz Lightyear mission log, stardate 3901. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight is a go. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. You were narrating again. I was not. Just 
doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to those. I know that. Narrating helps me focus. Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm gonna grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. But here's the idea. We always use that term meta, which, you know, has become meta in uh, of itself. But we know Buzz Lightyear is the action figure from the Toy Story movies, right? But this is the origin story for the real, and I mean real within the animated construct of this, the real test pilot astronaut character of Buzz Lightyear. So in the Toy Story movies, Buzz Lightyear was a toy, right, that the kid had. Now we're going to find out about the inspiration for that action figure. Chris Evans is now voicing the actual test pilot astronaut Lightyear and great voice cast also including Kiki Palmer, James Brolin, and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Lightyear coming June 17th. It's a Pixar movie. It's kind of a movie within a movie. I I can't imagine how they'll miss with that. Now, coming out a week later, June 24th, is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, his lavish biopic musical about Elvis Presley. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things, but in the end, you got to listen to yourself. In that moment, Elvis the man was sacrificed, and Elvis the god was born. The studio was gracious enough to let me get an advance look at this film, but I also promised I wouldn't give away my review until a little bit closer to opening. So I'm not going to tell you what I thought of it. I, I guarantee you this is going to be a polarizing film. Almost all of Baz Luhrmann's films are because, you know, whether he's in Romeo and Juliet or um, Moulin Rouge, he loves to go with spectacle and, you know, meshing modern music with old time stuff and you know beautiful people, beautiful scenery kind of self-indulgent he's got a great visual style and I, I love his movies uh this time around we're getting austin butler a relative newcomer playing elvis and colonel tom parker and if people don't know uh, look up colonel tom parker he was elvis's manager some say he was a genius some say he exploited and you know took all kinds of money that he shouldn't have taken from the elvis presley estate through the years tom hanks is playing colonel tom parker i mean come on man this goes all the way from the beginnings of Elvis's origin story up to the Vegas years. We've had probably 25 actors playing Elvis through the years. Sometimes it's more of an impersonation than a fully realized characterization or a fully realized performance. I think a lot of people are like, do we really need the Elvis story again? All I can tell you is with Baz Luhrmann, you're going to get a different version than you've ever seen before. And we'll have a review of that coming up a little bit later this summer. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Rokan's going to tell you about Portello's, and then we're going to continue talking about some of the most anticipated movies of the summer of 2022. Portillo's are known for their famous Chicago hot dogs with all the freshest and tastiest ingredients right down to the poppy seed bun and, of course, their legendary chocolate cake. But that's just the beginning, my friends. The menu has mouth-watering varieties of favorites from a charbroiled burger to an Italian beef to a mm-hmm. cheese fry to a chopped salad and the chocolate cake. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. If you are a fan of this podcast or heard any other episode of this, you know how I feel about the chocolate cake. It's the greatest chocolate cake in the history of chocolate or cake. 
Portillo's also has locations throughout the Midwest and in Florida, California, and Arizona. Order curbside pickup or delivery today. Ship Portillo's anywhere in the United States of America by ordering at portillos.com. That's P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S.com. Face it, David, we're lost. That's the time. No, it's not. This is the time. No, David. Don't be so bloody stupid. It was an accident. He stepped out in front of us. You don't want the police showing up, poking their noses into everything. You got into a car with a drunk, which makes you an accessory. I feel like I've been an accessory for a long time now. Now listen, are you going to mope a weekend, or are you going to enjoy yourself? It's not a crime to enjoy yourself, you know. I suppose I can make the effort. That's a little snippet from a movie called The Forgiven. It opens July 1st. I like this one because, it, again, we're talking about the, the Downton Abbey movie, about so-called adult dramas or films that are, they might have some action, but they're a lot more about character and dialogue and story structure. Here's the setup for The Forgiven. Uh, Jessica Chastain, who just recently won the Academy Award for The Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Jessica Chastain and Ray Fiennes are a married couple who accidentally strike and kill a local man in the High Atlas Mountains of Morocco, and that begins the film noir repercussions. I, I love the idea of that. That story sounds great. Jessica Chastain is one of my favorite actresses. And Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes has had a great career. I think sometimes he's almost underappreciated because he's so good and he's such a chameleon. He looks so different. He can play almost anything Ray Fiennes, he strikes me as the type of actor that would have been successful in any era. He has that sort of Sir Alec Guinness persona about him. He's an actor's actor. So I love the idea of Jessica Chastain and Ray Fiennes playing this couple who get into all kinds of shit. Another movie I'm really looking forward to, Where the Crawdads Sing. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own, reviled and shunned. Hello, Miss Kaya. I hear y'all by muscles. Comes out July 15th. It's interesting because we're talking about, you know, obviously some big summer movies with the Jurassic Park movies and Top Gun Maverick, but also some prestige dramas and murder mysteries that often won't see until the fall, but they're coming out this summer. July 15th, Where the Crawdads Sing. This is adaptation of a hugely popular thriller of the same name by Delia Owens. This is set in the mid-20th century in the marshlands of North Carolina. Stars Daisy Edgar Jones and Taylor John Smith. And it's a it's a pretty, from what I remember of the book, uh, some pretty wild shit happens here. You know, that really kind of cool underpinnings again got that film noir feel to it where the crawdads sing july 15th also july 15th the gray man july 15th the gray man what do you know about the sierra program reckless mystery man you guys send in when you can't officially send anyone else the gray man lloyd they got an urgent locate and destroy that could be fun the man's got some street cred you hurt i mean my ego's a little bruised and have something they really want. What's your gut? It's gonna be my funeral you're going to next. You wanna make an omelet? You gotta kill some people. 
Anthony and Joseph uh, Russo, you know them as the directors of four of the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, including Avengers Endgame. But these guys have a fascinating career. I've had a chance to talk to them a couple of times. They're really interesting guys. They're actually uh, two of the main creative forces behind Arrested Development before they ever got into the superhero game, believe it or not. And they did a movie last year called Cherry, starring Tom Holland, which was based on a true story and was very dark and violent and trippy. And it did not connect with audiences or I guess it did okay critically. I thought it was pretty great. This time around, they are helming an action thriller and the cast is amazing. Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, and Regé Jean Page from uh, The Bridgerton. You remember that? I guess they couldn't find any good looking people to be in this movie. The Gray Man is a thriller. Now, here's one. I, if I had to pick one as my most anticipated movie of the summer, I would probably go with Nope. I'm not telling you Nope. I'm not going to tell you. I'm telling you the movie's called Nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pitches could move, yeah, skin in the game. What's a bad miracle? They got work for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah! July 22nd, this is from Jordan Peele, who of course gave us Get Out and Us. And this is his next horror film, Daniel Kaluuya. Kiki Palmer, they're a couple who own and run a ranch that trains horses for Hollywood productions, but then something happens in the sky above the farm, and then, well, I don't know. All I can tell is from what I've seen so far of this and heard, it has a kind of M. Night Shyamalan vibe, and I mean that in a very good way. I'm talking M. Night Shyamalan, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, M. Night Shyamalan. It has that kind of vibe to it, so I cannot wait to check out Nope. On August 5th, we get a movie called Not Okay. Uh, this stars Zoe Deutsch. She plays a young woman who's kind of lost. She fakes a trip to Paris to ramp up her social media presence, but then the real world and the imaginary world kind of combine in a screwball comedy. I love Zoe Deutsch. She comes from uh, a great Hollywood background. Uh, her father, Howard Deutsch, is a terrific director. He did uh, Pretty in Pink and some kind of wonderful and her mother's Leah Thompson, who is probably best known for the Back to the Future movies, but it's done a great, a lot of great stuff. You can see a lot of uh, Leah Thompson in Zoe Deutsch's performance and her on-screen persona. So not okay coming out August 5th. August 12th, we're going to get Emily the Criminal. This one has got a lot of buzz from film festivals and early screenings. Aubrey Plaza, who you know from Parks and Rec, she plays a college grad who gets buried in debt and gets involved in a credit card scam. Emily the Criminal, August 12th. And to wrap up the summer preview, Sylvester Stallone himself starring in Samaritan. Now, this is kind of interesting. Sly kind of playing off his own persona. He plays an iconic superhero named Joe Smith who lost an epic battle some 20 years ago and everybody thinks he's retired, maybe even dead. But then a young boy named Sam believes Joe Smith is still around, alive and well, is hiding in plain sight among Earth's mere mortals. So he sets off to find Joe Smith. It's called Samaritan. Listen, I love Stallone, especially, of course, the Rocky movies. 
I always like the idea that he once in a while gets a chance to do something else. And he's had uh, some great successes, some great failures. But he slides alone, man. It's great. So we're ending the summer with Samaritan. A lot of good stuff coming up in the summer of 2022. I guarantee you when we get to the end of the summer, there'll be at least one or two movies that didn't make this list that surprised us and delighted us. And we'll talk about that. For now, though, I am Richard Grover. This is Screen Time. Thanks for listening.